Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what's poppin'? Y'all know the vibes already. Watch, what's goody, my G? Oh, peace. What's good, my brother? All right, man. Let's get right into this, Watch, man. RJ Payne, a guy that you and I both rock with hard body. Um, obviously, I've interviewed RJ Payne. We've reviewed a lot of his projects. Um, just that a third. You and I um, have been on the RJ Payne wave. Is it safe to say for the last two years? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, going on absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, obviously, we just reviewed his project that he did with um, with Wave Seven, Nems, and all that. We did that oh, about a couple months ago. We did that already. Um, being at the climate of hip hop now, that everyone's dropping two projects, three projects um, a year now. We're not really shocked that RG's Payne dropped another project before the year is out, are we? And won't be shocked that he drops another project by December, right? Uh, won't be shocked at all. This is his third project that he's dropped. And uh, he brings the, the lyricism that me and you gravitate, gravitate to. So, no, uh, rappers are, you know, albums are, albums are mixtapes now. So they can just keep coming out with them, put it straight on streaming services, go straight digital, you know, it's not, you don't got to press up CDs anymore, so it's easier to get your music out there. So, um, I, me, I have no problem with RJ Payne giving us just work. This was a nice EP he put together. So, I, for one, uh, really enjoy it. And shout out to P.A. Dre also, man. That's another guy that when we talk about producers, obviously the J. Off Swifts, the guy who does stuff with Elzai, um, a slew of other guys that does beats for other people. Um, other brother's name, man. Uh, um, Nicholas Craven when uh, Ransom and everything like that. I'm on a conductor as is, is stepping into his own now also with Westside Gun. So there's a lot of them producers that might not get the P-Rock, Primo, Hit Boy type of love and everything, you know, but those guys, you know, got to show them respect also, man. Um, but let's get into this watch. Beautiful Pain uh, featuring C. Brown, um, the intro. Obviously, a bunch of gems coming from the brother C. Brown. Um, he said, tears can help us swim into a better tomorrow instead of drown us because when tries get hard. So I'm going to say that effect, man. What do you think about the little intro to set up the project? Uh, I thought he dropped gems, and he set the tone and the pace for this album, what this album was going to be about. Okay. Uh, let's set it off with this uh, first song, Ventilation. Uh, I believe he's dedicating this song to his pop swats, um, everybody that he lost. It kind of, not, not putting this in the same boat as Nori's song sometimes, but I kind of got a feel when I'm listening to him to rap and everything. Uh, we got Jesus pieces that none of the protection been working. Energy ain't been happy. I'm hella bitter. Early so my memories of my daddy was smelling liquor. Um, he also had a Kerry Kittles line that I rocked with Heavy Man. Who gives a F about Trump? When the trumpets is getting blown, talk to me about ventilation, man. Uh, let me quote R.J. Payne: "Substance, emotion, soul." I thought this was one verse of heartfelt lyricism. I thought Payne wanted to show, you know, depth, depth in his rhymes that he could do it. He, he's been saying on Twitter, "I'm going to rap about stuff that matters and has meaning." Yes. Because that's the climate that's going on. He 
He talked about he went through a bad patch because his father had passed away. You know what I'm saying? That's real deep when you lose a loved one. So he let mm-hmm. his pen bleed and gave us this uh, this first verse. Uh, next song, Politically Incorrect. Um, he got into his political bag on this song. They say we're supposed to vote, but I don't F with either. Um, how the F we supposed to vote when both candidates are dumb? Um, obviously, when you're hearing R.J. Payne lyrics like this, it's telling me that he's obviously, obviously paying attention to what's going on in the world of politics and watching these debates that's been going on TV. Um, when your color make you dangerous, you learn to embrace it more. Um, election ain't who you like more, it's who you like less. And talk to me, Watts, about the song Politically Incorrect, my brother. This is, once again, R.J. Payne showing a different side of him that people may not be aware of. You know, you hear R.J. Payne, you hear him getting busy, you hear him bodying instrumentals. He, like, he, like I said earlier, he had told people that this album was going to be different. Every song is going to have meaning. Every song is going to have value. Um, like you said, I write the raw. I've been fighting death elections, and who you like more is who you like the less. I felt this was a soulful beat from P.A. Dre. I felt that P.A. Dre set the tempo and said this is going to be a soul-feeling album and, and, and had a soul music background for all the tracks that R.J. Payne rapped over. Wow. Okay. All right. Next one, watch um, me featuring Sonny Black. Obviously, you and I have heard from Sonny Black from, um, I guess, he's under the tutelage of um, R.J. Payne. Um, it's actually one of my favorite joints on this project, Watts. I ain't going to hold you, man. I just like to talk from Payne, um, the quick jewel, let me drop you a nugget. A fool would tell you not to change and do the opposite of it. They dish you and then DM you. Keep knocking. Old head going to have to come out swinging like B. Hopkins. I love that. And that is true, R.J. Payne. They would diss you, then DM you right away and on some, like, apologize-type-ish, man. Talk to me, Watch, man. What do you thought about um, Don't Make Me Feature in Sunny Black? I thought Payne set it off with the first verse. Like you said, he was talking about fake love, subliminal disses. You know I love, you know I'm a big fan of sports references. So like you said earlier, he did a sports reference to Kevy Kittles from Villanova and played with the New Jersey Nets. For people who don't know, I'm letting y'all know. Uh, you know, and you know, Bernard Hopkins is a Philadelphia legend, so you know I appreciate yes, it. The Bernard Hopkins reference. Um, I thought Sonny Black displayed his raw rapping ability. I thought this was a very solid song. So every leech that I lost my phone, these niggas only call you when they need you. And then forget you. I'm thinking we could we good people. I people. I'm just beneficial. I was fronting like this shit don't hurt. It's been an issue. This is not the way shit gonna work. I'm finished with you. See my kindness and take my kindness for weakness. My mom says the fence. They pretend to be your friends so they can rob you of your secrets. Like yo, he was wilding. And let me say this: I did like Sonny Black's own um, verse on here, man. I thought when he came on, he was riding to the beat well, man. I ain't gonna hold you, man. Uh, talk to me, watch man. Next song, Greatness featuring Elbiz, man. Talk to me. This is my favorite song on the album. This okay. is 
the this is my favorite song on this album. First of all, this is a song that has three verses of pure yes. lyrical fire. That's one. Thanks. Two, Pain left the planet Earth on his second verse. And three is going to know why. Is that was the Law Finesse? With the Law Finesse and, and three, the Law Finesse verse? And three is going to know why when I start reading it. Early Nas, they call me nasty. I'm actually nice. Fuck a Bentley. Got loyal fans that will last me for life. Shit, I'm blessed. Mm. Lord Finesse gave me some classy mm. advice. Besides yep. their leck, I'm one of the few rappers he likes. The investment has uh. been made. They left me in the maze. Fuck streaming. I'd rather sell my shit directly and get paid. It's simple. Mm. What side you messing with? Executive or slave? I can fight with the right or left. I'm ambidextrous for days. Woo. I thought pain left the planet Earth on his second verse. I Listen, love. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Verse. We we talk about Method yeah. Man's verse on Lemon, right? With Conway. Am I reaching yeah. when I say Con? I mean R.J. Payne had some of the some like an ill rhyme of the month type type issue with his verse with that second verse. R.J. Payne has a soft rhyme of the month with his second verse. This is a source rhyme of the month. It's his second it verse on this song. Now, mind you, it's three verses of pure lyrical fire. As you know, me and three are very heavy on the three rap verses. Uh, the yes, Greatness, which in is my favorite song on the album. And I thought R.J. Payne displayed why he is one of my favorite MCs of 2020. He was one of my favorite MCs in 2019. He remained right. one of my favorite MCs in 2020. All right, watch how many mics you're giving this, brother. No, no, no. We still got another song, uh, Heard God Cry. Oh, Heard God Cry, Part Himself. Yo, my guy, let me say this. I love this song. This is my second favorite song on this project. I'm not going to hold you. This is a very dope song. song. Right, I love the beat. Also, I don't know if did this beat. I think he did. This beat and this song is fire, man. I'm not going to hold you. This has replay value on this particular song. Watch. Talk to me. Heard God Cry, the first thing is the PA production. Like the production stood out. What stood out was the horns or saxophones that are playing. I'm not sure which one it is, but it clearly stood out. This is another song where Payne spits three verses. Three verses of rapping. I love the way he ended it off. This is a holy man's war. These bitches will sell their body. That's what OnlyFans for. Man's That's what war. the big homies for. I feel like the universe demands more. Uh, I think I heard God cry. I really like this. So actually, this isn't. This was the fourth song on the album, and Greatness was the last song. So the last mm. two songs on the album, to me, I felt Payne gave you three verses of fire. He left Earth. Mm-hmm. I'm giving this up a strong four mic. Sure. Agree. Strong. Strong four mics for me also. This is a dope project. Um, dope EP from um, RJ Payne. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think in, he gave us an EP. But I'm going to say this. If Payne wanted it, he could add on five more joints if he wanted to. I think he just wanted to put some music out there. But I think he has a lot of songs in the stash. Are you surprised he only gave us a couple of six joints? Because we no, know he's loaded up. Yeah, no, no, no. no I'm only, I'm I'm only saying that because he's clipped up all the time. You know what I mean? I, and I'm not mad. 
I'm not, I'm not mad. Remember, we just did an album where he either had the best verse or the equal verse on every single song on yes. his album. Every yes. single song. So the man, mm-hmm. the man has a lot of bullets in his chamber. He has a lot of darts. So I like that he blessed us with this, with this, with the strong for my project. Right. All right, man. Shout out to RJ Payne, man. We rock with Payne heavy up here, man. Time to drop some project. Me and Watson are definitely um, going to conversate about that, man. All right, Watson, man. Let's go ahead, man. Next Friday, or this Friday coming up, Friday, next Friday, part of stuff coming up. Benny the Butcher, the Butcher coming. You already know how we feel about Griselda up here, man. Dropping his um, project with Hit Boy. Obviously, the first joint that we've got to hear right now. And we spoke about it briefly um, last week because we got a snippet of it. But we get the full song now with Big Sean, um, Benny, and Lil Wayne, um, Hit Boy. Um, it's, getting, it's getting a lot of love I see on social media, Hard Body. How do you feel about the song now that we get the full main course of the song also now with um, Big Sean? I am happy that Benny is now going to get eyes and ears on him that me and you have had on him for the past couple of years. Right. So the right. ears for the older heads, right? The older heads like us who really dig the Gazelda movement. Now there's mm-hmm. going to be new ears because he's collaborating with basically the biggest rappers of the last 15 years. If you, and if you want to go mm-hmm. 20 years, you say Wayne, because Wayne is a legend. So it's good right. that he has this collaboration because I feel it's going to People who love Wayne and get everything Wayne does, and people who love Big Sean, Big Sean just came with an album that everybody bought. So these guys have established big fan bases. They're going to right. hear Benny for the first time, and I think they're going to like what they hear. So I like that he's reaching a new market of hip-hop fans. The album is called Birding of Proof, Birding of Proof, and it drops when it's Friday coming up here. Um, obviously, the whole album entirely by Hit Boy. I know you a lot of you people out there are, are big on the Nas and Hit Boy project. Watson and I, not too much for the most part. Um, but collaborations, Watts. Obviously, we heard Little Wayne and Big Sean already. Um, Rick Ross, Freddie Gibbs, Queen Nigel, Dom Kennedy. Obviously, Khan and Westside is on here. Uh, talk to me, man. October 16th. Talk to me. What about the features? I think his, his his collaboration with Queen Queen Najee. Her name is Queen Najee. She's a big big. She has a big following. She she gained fame through YouTube, and she got a huge okay. following. And I think Benny getting a collaboration with her is really going to open the doors for him in terms of it's really going to bring a new set of ears to him. Um, I think this. I, I don't think Benny has anything to prove with us in terms of can he rap. That's there. The question I right. want to know is, will these collaborations do for him what he wants it to do for him? You know what I'm saying? Like, the, he did the plugs I met because he wanted to show he could rap ball for ball with the greatest MCs. So I would like to know, are you doing this? With the, what is the purpose you want from this album? Do you want to reach a new market, a new fan base, or do you just want to show your versatility? Whatever you're doing, I'm completely fine with it because, I, I like I said, I think Benny has is completely established. Well, you know what I'm saying? So, Do you think people are going to feel the way you feel think, when you say Benny's established? Hold on. Do you think some people are going to feel like the hardcore 
not saying we're not hardcore Griselda fans, but the Griselda fans were like, okay, why Ross? Why Wayne? You're going to have some, why, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have some people feel that way, right? Let's just call it what it is. That's how hip-hop is. Well, well you, it's, it's really hard to hear somebody say, why Wayne? Everybody wants to rap with Wayne. Right. And everybody mm-hmm. who loves hip-hop rap with Wayne. So that's a no-brainer. It's the same with Rick Ross. Rick Ross is a hip-hop head. Rick Ross, it ain't like Rick Ross ain't a hip-hop head. So these are, hey, these, these are not let's, bad collabos. Let's not forget, last year when we heard Rick Ross rapping with Smith & Wesson, that threw us off a little curveball. I was like, what? Smith & Wesson and Rick Ross got a drink together? That was kind of wild, but that told me a lot about Ross. That he actually would jump on a song with Smith and Weston, though. You know what I mean? I, Rick, I saw that collaboration. Ross, I was like, you know. Rick Ross is a hip hop head, and he's a he's a dude in his forties, man. Rick Ross been listening to hip hop since the eighties. You know what I'm saying? Like he knows what right. time it is. He's a ninety guy who loves all the dope. He's a fan of hip hop. So, to me, I don't, I can't see why people mad. Like, are people, you know, people? First of all, people love Freddie Gibbs. So I know they're gonna love the Freddie Gibbs collab. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but hold on, hold on, hold on. So, you can't say that because Gibbs, hold on, Gibbs and, and Benny been working together for a minute now. So it's like Gibbs and Griselda been making music together for a couple of years and some change over a year now. You know what I mean? So, so I believe I, I believe this album was going to be very well received. But here's what I really believe. I believe okay. Hip Boy is gonna get some serious flowers. Like serious flowers. I believe we're gonna give him more, more than he's getting with Nas. Then we gave him with Nas. A hundred percent. No, no, that's different to us though, but you saying the us or the masses? Us. Okay, because the masses already giving him love off of Nas King's Disease project, which I, I listen, I it's, you know, it is what it is. I don't have a problem with the timeless song with Wayne and Big Sean. I don't have a problem with it at all. If Wayne, if if, if Benny now wants to reach a different market. I'm not mad at that, right? But I'm still going to grade the music and listen to the music itself. You know, I'm expecting this album to be like, okay, certain hooks that Benny might have. I mean, the drug talk is still going to be there, I'm pretty sure. Is he going to talk about other stuff? Is this an album where he talks about other things except the stove and the pots and stuff? He doesn't have, have some drinks. You, feel he that's doesn't not gonna, have you know what I mean? To me, to me, he doesn't have to. Okay. Um, that's not who he is. We gotta talk about stuff like that if that's not who you are. Like, tell me, you want him to have, you want him to do a bunch of frontline songs like Conway? Is that what you want? Do frontline? Do you? <laughs> you never got into that bag heavy though. That's my point. That's my point. So he, but he I wouldn't. But to I wouldn't. Right hold now. on. But hold on. Sweet Lord did a song like that, and I liked it though. I don't, I don't got a problem if Benny does a song like that. I have no problem with that. A full song, no problem. Now, but hold on. It ain't like I'm asking to do 19 songs of that, brother. If he does one, that would be cool. All right, you know, that's dope. If he has no song of that, I'm not going to be, it's not going to bother me. My nigga, don't put words in my mouth. I don't think it's going to bother me either. I'm saying, is this, when you have features of Ross and stuff like that, Right and Big Sean and all these other guys, you know, and Hit Boys doing the production and stuff like that. You get what I'm saying? I'm just focusing just on that. Also, I would like to hear what Ross got to say with Benny though. I'm very interested to hear how that joint pops off and everything. Even though I wouldn't mind hearing Benny with other, you know, I wish Specials on here. I wish RJ Payne was on here. I ain't gonna lie, Benny. I know you know you you know you and Payne are cool, but I still would like for him and Payne to still do collaborations. Right? We, we, if we if we saw RJ Payne. On the track listing here, 
we will be good with it. I'll be happy with it, to be honest. You know what I mean? Um, recently, you know, hold I was up, talking about, up, yeah, we talking up, about, um, hold up. what up? Hold up, hold up. Before you go there, um, King Vaughn did a song with Fabio Foreign. Um, okay. I'd like to get your opinion on that. How do you, how do you, how did you feel about I'm that not, collaboration? I'm not from 63rd. Let me say that first off. King Vaughn, shout out to you. Um, I actually like this song. I like it. I like, man. I like King Vaughn's energy, man. You know, I know we're, we're labeled as the old head guys up here, but you've given Fabio Flowing mad love. We've given Pop Smoke mad love. You know what I'm saying? Um, Envy Kane. We've talked about these young boys on here. You know what I mean? The, the RIP, once again, KJ Baller and, and, um, so Nick Blicky, I think it was. Yeah, the guys with brothers who passed away, one of the Blickies and stuff. I like this song. It's cool to see Fabio chilling in um, Old Block with, with King Vaughn, the young boys, you know, New York City, Chicago. Let's be real, man, for all the talk that, you know, New York, the young New York cats might have stole Chicago style or whatever, UK drill talk, this, that, and the third. For King Vaughn and, and Fabio to link up and, and get all that kind of talk, is that a beefing and worry about who did this? Let's get on the track together. Let's do a video together. Let's get it cracking. So you can tell they, they rock with each other heavy and stuff like that, you know? I like Vaughn's energy, man. I ain't going to hold you. I like Vaughn's energy. Solid song. So you think so? I like, so, so I like it more than a Nas song. I like it more than a Nas song. How about that? The energy matches more. Uh, I, I, I 100% agree with you. The Fabio <laughs> Foreign, King Vaughn collaboration, to me, is better than Nas Fabio, because at least Fabio's being who he is. And Ferg. I'm rapping over Joby and not trying to, and, and right. not going way out of his lane, and I don't have to hear Nas going, que lo que, que lo que, I'm going to hear that garbage. That's cringy, that's okay, cringy, that's Nas. Nas, that's so, cringy, so, my so guy. Follow up question. We're 20 years in to MOP releasing The Warriors, produced by oh, Primo and 50 Rollback. Do you have any Love thoughts it. about MOP's Warriors album, the 20th anniversary? Were you outside yes. when that album came out? I was outside when the album came out, and that Warriors album was in heavy rotation. I know a lot of you people out there always want to go to Annie Up. Like, that's the only song they had on that album. No. They had a lot of songs on that album. Foundation, um, Follow Instructions, um, Welcome to Brownsville with um, Teflon and all that stuff. They had a lot of fire joints on here, man. This album was a strong, and I'm saying a strong four-and-a-half-mic album. And I'll say this also about MOP. For all the love we give a lot of artists and talk about Mike's, Mike's ratings and stuff, MOP, in my opinion, has never had less than a three-and-a-half-mic album in a catalog. It's been three-and-a-half, four-mics, four-and-a-half-mic albums in a catalog. And I love, this is my favorite MOP album. I love this album a lot. I like it a lot, man. It's a dope album. Love it. I have nothing bad to say about Warriors. Love it. Fire. He have such a... First of all, the reason why Annie Up was talked about, because Annie Up was a... I would say, would you say Annie Up was the biggest song they've ever had? Yes, it was. So, Hands down. And, 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 the reason why I, and the reason why I know Annie Up was big is because the year 106 in Park started, I remember MOP performed Annie Up. And I remember that Little too. Fame was so happy. Like, I was just looking at the happiness on his face after they performed it. The energy, the crowd really mm-hmm. liked it. Just, I love Fame. It, it felt good because, you know, we really want to see MOP, like, make it. But I could see that was one of the reasons where they really felt 
that was as close to commercial love to me as they was ever going to get just keeping it so authentic, so so funky. But as for MOP's mic rating, I think MOP have several four-mic albums. Yeah, Like, this is just one of the several four-mic albums. And for whatever the reason is, because MOP never got the true commercial taste of stardom, sometimes they get swept under the rug. But to me, I always had them sitting at the table with Mob Deep. MOP. They were different. And Onyx. They were different. I had them with Boot Camp Click, with Onyx, with Mob Deep. They gave me the same feel, just different. Yeah, Alcoholics, just, just different. I thought if I wanted to hear raw, grimy Brooklyn hip hop, it couldn't get better than MOP. MOP. That's a fact. I thought they captured the. Mm-hmm. I love Smooth Hustle and Trigger the Gambler, man, but they didn't have continuity like MOP. They, just, they didn't know. I thought Smooth and Trig was going to take off like MOP did for whatever reason and pan out like that. But I also piggyback on what you said. The commercial success or what they were looking for, I think that's when they tried to sign a Rockefeller. It was too late. And when they tried to mess with 50, it was too late also. It was this bad timing when they tried to jump, when they, you know, doing business with both. To me, I don't even look at it as bad timing. What I look at it as is MOP was so raw and gutter that for whatever reason, White mainstream commercial radio was not going to gravitate to the kind of music they do. It just no, wasn't going to happen. I agree. Uh, Rockefeller, Jay knew these dudes were dope. Fifty, he knew these dudes were dope. My but man, you, can't you forgot the fall. You forgot about the fall on Blaze song with Teflon and Hov in '98. That was our, that was our shit. No, no, and Hov was in the video. I, I didn't and Hov was in the video. Right, I, I didn't forget about it. I'm just saying that that's my shit. They um, MOP, to me, it was never too late for them. I think they always had a lane that was just too rough, rugged, and raw for mainstream audience to digest. That's just how I felt. So why did, and, all right, so why, so, all right, hold on. So why did white America gravitate more to Onyx more than MOP? Because it was a heavy metal, they gave them a heavy metal feel or slam and all that? Yeah, slam, come on, slam. The, the video was appealing to white America, mosh pit diving. Right. I agree. You know, agree. they marketed them like that. MOP, if you think about Hard Boss and Hardcore, produced by Hyperion, aka the director of Belly, uh, black and white video, they was just raw. Like when I think I MOP, I think raw hip hop. And for whatever the reason was, it, it's a taste that did not have. I remember when 50 got them. You know what 50 wanted them to do? He wanted them to get in shape. He was like, yo, I need y'all to get in the gym and get in shape so I can get y'all out there. Like, it was just, like, you want to market them as something they're not. You know what I'm saying? When they make, do you remember the remix they did for uh, I Whip Your Head Boy? Little Fame bodied that joint. The mm-hmm. I Whip Your Head remix? The first yes, thing they're going to say, do you not? Fame is nice, man. With Red Beast and Broccoli. Come on, man. And then, what about the remix for Ho? For You Don't Know. man. Hold on, I love you don't know, and I love you don't know remix. I love that drink. I love MOP man, Billy and Fame man. I know niggas give Fame a little bit more love than BD, but I love Billy Dan's a lot too, man. I love those brothers, man. MOP like 
just be able to talk to and talk somebody to MOP because how much I love their music. You know what I'm saying? Like they had some of like listen, not for nothing. Niggas always say big nods and hold with these primo beats. Primo laced MOP with some fire crack beats, man. Like their relationship with Primo should not be overlooked at all. Primo loves MOP. If you yep. ever talk to Primo about MOP, all he's going to do is say, I love those guys, and he loves producing for them. You can tell MCs that Primo likes working for, MOP is mm-hmm. one of them. This man, the, yep. and, and he gave them everything he could. He, want, he Dog, wanted MOP to he really He blessed blow. MOP more than, Nas and Pre, more than Nas, Big, and Jay. He got more beats for them than Nas, Big, and Hove. That's a fact. On this album, on this on this foundation album, he produced five songs on one album. On the Warriors album, there's mad joints on there. He produced mad joints on there. He produced five mad joints. He produced five joints. Now, the yep. thing that I think is not appreciated is our guy, Dr. Period, produced Andy Love Up. Period. And people do yep. not give Dr. Period props like he wasn't outside giving them. Body bag Brooklyn beats like he gave blase. Yeah, he was. Blase. Is not we act like Dr. Perry wasn't outside. Blase, he was outside. He didn't give blase, us too many songs about Dr. Perry. My nigga, I'm not gonna hold you. I went, I went and bought that tape, but the only good song was the the single "Eastern House." Oh my god, that's the now, best song. Now he had another one. Had another one. Had another one. Had another one. Nah, another better song. than that though. B, come on, man. When he's in the Another house, song. oh my God, that's the best song Brody's ever had. Blasi, what was that? Like, yeah. Now he had another song that was dope. I, 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 nah, I, I wanted Blasi to keep it going, but 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 uh, but hip hop. Let me just say, just to show you how difficult it is in hip hop, man. You could really hit hard in hip hop. The streets could love you, and then you can never recapture that feel, man. It happened. We saw it happen to Smooth the Hustler. We saw it happen to Blase. Blase. Like, Yo, it's not easy to keep it going in hip hop. Yeah, but see, I don't understand about Smooth. He dropped in '96, and then like after that, '97, '99, still wasn't bubbling like that's. Come on, Smooth man, I love Smooth Hustler, man. Love them. I mean, like Raw Flush, and those are my guys right there. Mike Geronimo. Like, I, I love that that little trio right there, man. Love that trio, man. Real. You didn't rock with um, Raw Flesh? What about Tash? What about Tash? Don't you put Tash in that same category, Tash? I love Tash. I don't even want to put Tash in just in the West Coast bracket from the alcoholics. I just like Tash, period. I just thought he was dumb nice. Like, I liked him more than some New York niggas, so I don't want to put him just all the West Coast. Man. He was just dumb. He was lyrically fired in me. He had a dope voice. He had, like, you know what I'm saying? Alcoholics, we talk about alcoholics numerous times. On this show, man, niggas know how we feel about the alcoholics, man. Alcoholics get bad love from us. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna, I'm gonna hold you at all. Uh, is it safe to say Watts when I get a met the man in havoc this year? I don't know. I want to get it way. this year, but I, I, I just don't know. I want to, I want to get. I would say year. this though, man. Meth, I just felt like you should after after the deal. You know, listen, you had one of the best verses this year, just like how we felt about um, Sunday school last year. With um thirty eight special, that's how I feel about um Met that man's um lemon verse man. I love Meth's lemon verse, but I love I still play lemon hard body man. I just feel you know I know he's doing power and everything like that. He's doing you know shows and everything, so maybe the interest the link up would have to make it sound right. But I wish we could drop it this year though. This year to me would have been the best year for him to drop it. Not saying he can't drop it next year though, wise. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh the timing aspect of it 
would have been dope if he was able to drop it this year. I, I agree. I mean? He as soon as he promoted it like yo, me and Havoc got an album together and it's coming out in August and then it never came out. So I was like I was upset about that. Because I really I really wanna weird. hear I really wanna hear I, I really that. wanted to hear that, that, that stuff. Especially after after Havoc gave Conway such a fire fire beat. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm very interested to hear what Meth was gonna sound like because I'm still. Sh- I'm not gonna lie to you. Say I'm shocked, but man, I wasn't. If you told me Meth would have had a, a five mic verse in 2020, was like, wow. Because I hate to beat up Slick Rick again, man. But Slick Rick's verses on West Side Gun album are cringe worthy, man. Like really bad watch. Like really bad. And people and when, and when I say that. People think I'm trying to trying to defecate on Slick Rick. Like me and you didn't play Slick Rick, Greater Vector, Slick Rick. Even though you hip hop niggas don't love talking about the art of storytelling, Slick Rick's second album. Nobody ever wants to talk about that album. And it's like Snoop Dogg album, Dog Father. They just sweep those albums under the rug and just act like that. I didn't like that album at all. I'm gonna keep it tall. Did not like that album. Wasn't feeling it. Just didn't do it for me. Just like Jasmine Taz. I love Gangstar, but I didn't like it when Google was doing the Jazzmatazz 1 and 2. I didn't like those projects because Primo fingerprints and footprints are not over that, those projects. You know what I mean? Agreed. So th- there's one thing I wanted to ask you. I was talking mm-hmm. about, I was talking to off the air, I was talking to some of my friends about what do you think of some of the greatest four-man hip-hop songs where it was posse cuts with four MCs. So I said, let me think throughout the years so I was thinking about someone. I wanted to get your opinion on a couple of them. Um, All right. The song Forever with Drake, Kanye West, Lil Wayne, and Eminem. What did you think about that song as a four-man song? It's all right. It's cool. I like it. How would you compare cool. that to a song like Fourth Chamber? I'll go Fourth Chamber over that, though. You go Fourth Chamber over that? So, about it. So, so in your opinion, you would say Fourth Chamber. Killer Priest, Ghost, Jizza, Rizza. To you, it's a better song than the Drake, Kanye, Lil Wayne, Eminem yeah. four-man song. Forever. Okay. Uh, no, I know okay. you common boys hear shit like that and be like, how could you say that to me? Because the names of Drake and Lil Wayne, yeah, those names, wow. No, I'm not putting that shit over fourth chain. Are you fucking kidding me? Hell to the no. Like, no. Okay, never. okay. So, I would not put that shit over eye for an so, eye. None of them shits. I and I were Mark Deep, Nas and Raekwon. No, those joints are like no, no. So wait a minute. What about what about Headbanger? That's another four man song. Five what do song. you think about Headbanger, the four man song, compared to uh, Forever, song. the song I just told you? So what song do you, my, would you prefer? It's a bad comparison. No, the four man song. I'm just saying we're we're talking about four man collaborative songs. So I'm just asking, how would you rank? The four man song headbanger hit squad to this forever song. I'm going hit squad, man. I'm going headbanger, man. Hey, okay, so I'm going to go to another Red Man. Uh-huh. Red Man's verse alone. Go Red the- Man's verse alone. Hold on. Red Man's verse alone shits on everything that those niggas are talking about. How about that? Okay. Well, wow. We're talking, about, really great, we're talking about some great dudes, man. Okay. Because people may not understand that. So I, I, I'm just asking. No, I'm going so Red I'm going to get another yeah. four man song. Another four-man song is Swagger Like Us. Jay-Z, T.I., Kanye West, and Lil Wayne. That is a four-man 
collaborative song. Uh, how would you compare a song like Swag Like Us to a song like, say, uh, The Symphony? That's another four-man song. So what song I never like Swagger Like Us. Let me say this real quick. I never like Swagger Like like Us like that at all. I was going to keep it real with y'all. It was never a song that I really, like, oh, my God. It wasn't an oh, my God song. Like, The Symphony is an oh, my God song. So, so the thing I'm trying to I'm trying to come come to terms with is these are some big powerful four mic songs I'm naming like Swag Like Us, Jay Z, T I, Kanye, Lil Wayne, A Name Forever with Drake, you know Drake, Kanye West, Lil Wayne, Eminem. Like these are powerful lineups, and yet you would say a song like Eye for an Eye was better than these than these two yeah. songs. That's a fact. Both of them shit together. And and would you say That's Fourth Chamber music. is better than these? Would you say Fourth Thomas. Chamber is better than those songs? Okay, all, just just, just curious to see. Just curious to see how By you take four man songs. That's all. Just to know. I would definitely like that. That's not even. A, I wasn't a bigger fan of Swagger. Like, man, let me just say this, man. I was not a fan of that joint like that, bro. I'm not gonna hold you, son. It didn't really do much for me. You know what I mean, like. Uh, um, you and I were talking earlier about, you know, talking about when we have a conversation about albums of the year and everything like that. Do you think the public forgot about how how great Graph's Oracle Two project was? Because it yeah. came out so early. I think they people, people still have that in their radar. I, I think it came out too early, and people have the because we're in the era of albums that come out every week. People are in the if your album is not released in the last two to three weeks we forgot about it and we moved on to the next album i feel the era of having albums marinate for the entire year i believe that era is gone because people just want you know you got artists who put out different projects for example graph put out another album already so he's already moved on and i think people have completely forgotten how great the oracle 2 is as a body of work i have not and I will judge 2020 by from January to December. That's how I'm going to judge it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about 21 Savage out here selling records like crazy out here in this type of climate? I think Does that shock you at all? I think, I think when Lonzo Ball came out and said, we don't listen to Nas, we listen to 21 Savage, and I started calling him Nas, I started calling him Alonzo Esco, and we used to have these back and forth debates about it. Kept these back and forth debates about it. Well, the MC that he kept talking about was Twenty One Savage. He that's what he was talking about. He was like, "We listen to Twenty One Savage. We don't listen to Nas." That's what he said. So now, fast forward to twenty twenty. Nas comes up with an album that everybody loves. Hit Boy produced it. It's released to the public. 48,000 for a suite. Great numbers in the digital ever for somebody who's been in the game for 30 years. It's actually phenomenal numbers. But to me, for 21 Savage to come out and do over 170,000 copies in the first week, digital, it's mind-blowing. Like, we have to give 21 Savage his credit as for this generation, young boys, we got to give him his props. I mean, this man by himself sells more than all the Migos individually. Like, with all the Migos did solo albums, and none of them was as big as the 21 I'm glad you said their name, Watts. Has the Migos train slowed down? 
Yes, to me it has. The Migos train has slowed down. And I'm going to tell you why. I think they are. They went completely in the 50 cent formula bag, meaning they went heavy, heavy on their ad lib and just, they, they, they're just like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But the one thing about hip hop is hip hop, hip hop keeps moving. Hip hop goes to yep. another sound. So I think Quavo realized that when he started jumping on songs of pop smoke, like he understood, yo, there's a new sound. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta reinvent myself and stay with the times. But right. it's clear that they are trying to find a lane for themselves because they've been putting out single after single all year, and nobody's talking about them. They keep putting out songs and with no album. So clearly, I don't know if it's the pandemic, but it feels as if the Migos aren't as hot as I thought they was. But I could be wrong because 21 Savage came out here and showed He's the one of the biggest rappers of 2020. You know what I'm saying? I did not know that 21 Savage, the young people, the young generation, are still gravitating to him. I didn't know it was still that heavy at that type of. I didn't know he. I didn't know he had the streets like that with the young folks. Uh, if you told me that, I, would, I did not know. Are you shocked that 21 Savage uh, is leading the charge what, for the young generation? What are your What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm not because people people love him. And by the way, salute to Twenty One Savage for being from Britain and reinventing yourself as, an, as being from Atlanta and having and using no British accent. I, I, I have to respect it. You know what I'm saying? Um, first of all, are we gonna put respect? Are we gonna put respect on Metro Booming's production? That Metro Booming is the producer on this album. Has Metro Booming now? jumped back into the forefront as one of the leading producers because you know him from his work with Jimi Hendrix, with Future Hendrix, a.k.a. Future Hendrix, Trap God Future, ATL legend. Um, But but Metro Boomin's beat were fired. Does this bring Metro Boomin back to the forefront as the top producer? I don't know if it brings back to the forefront, but it's a conversation now is going to be like, Let's not let's not forget about Metro, because obviously if Twenty One Savage is selling records like that, and Metro is the mastermind behind the the, the production aspect of it, yeah, we're gonna have to give it up to to um to Metro, have to. Okay, have to. No doubt. Okay, literally have to give it I'm gonna make sure Metro Boomin and Twenty One Savage get their flowers or the acknowledgement that in modern current hip hop they are the dudes. So listen, we can talk about Griselda all year, every day. Twenty One Savage is more popular than all of them, by far. Yeah. By far. You yeah. see, like, like in that, you, you, you don't even know how to internalize that. But I'm telling you, Twenty One Savage is a star. Like, Twenty One. Here's the thing: Twenty One Savage don't gotta work with people to get a to get a fan base. Or, or to reach out. Like, he is the fan base. He's part of this. You know, he's 27 years old, and this is his prime run. Savage Mode 2. We're going to put some respect on he's 27. 20, hold on, tell me, tell me. That's all I'm he's saying. He's 27? He's 27? Yeah, he's 27. Yep. Wow. Impressive. Impressive. I'm not going to lie, though. 21 Savage had a verse on Games album last year that I liked a lot. So I'm not going to lie. No, he was on the hook. 
He was on the party. I actually liked him on the hook on Game's I'm album not last gonna lie, year. But 21 Savage, I thought 21 Savage had a fireburst on Mix album. The champion album that What's came out in 2018. When they said, when they said Hope had the best <laughs> verse of the year. <laughs> when they said Hope had the verse of the year. <laughs> Yo, in 2018, the greatest years in, in, in rap a long time. And dudes is like, oh, Hope was free verse is the best verse of 2018. Nah, 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 nah sorry. I, I, got, I, I said this before, this conversation, but 38 special verses were better than Jay-Z's in 2018. Like, yeah, special had better verses than that. Alone. You know, I'm just on my special. You know what I mean? Like Now, you said something, you said something about Meek. You said, what's going on with Meek? You tell me. Yeah. I don't know. I wish he dropped some music. I'm a big Meek Mill supporter. When all well, you I niggas turned on Meek. When all you niggas, when all you niggas turned on Meek when I drank beef, I was still riding with me. Still. Well, the one thing I know mm-hmm. is that um, Meek is doing is in his TV acting bag because there's some show called Charm City. It's about Baltimore, and Meek is in right. it, and they promoting it heavy. So I know Meek is in his his acting bag. So is is that oh, okay. why we we're not hearing music from him? Do you think or? I would I would think that would be the reason, right? That's the reason why. I I don't know because you know. To remind people, Tupac used to do movies and music at the same time like it was nothing. Yep. Nothing, nothing, yep. nothing in the way of yep. the other. He performed like a belly while he was shooting movies. So, you know. Yo, I ain't gonna fuck, man. Tupac's work ethic. Yo, Tupac's work ethic is like, he's first team all work ethic dude, man. Like, I put, put Wayne in there, and I'm gonna put, I just had somebody tip my tongue, man. Oh, my God. West Side so Gun. West Side Gun. West Side Gun. I would I would say West Side Gun also, and I'm surprised you said that because a lot of people don't rock the West like that. Why are you surprised I said that? By the based on his output of work, the man puts out three to four projects a year, every year. He does. He puts out more projects than Benny and and, and Conway. He puts out more projects than anybody. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. So his work ethic um, is insane. Yeah. Are you still rocking out to Planet Asia? Absolutely. And you will hear Planet Asia be revisited when we do our top 10 albums. Believe it or not, uh, special production is going to be highlighted in our year-end uh, in our year-end talk. And Shane Norris said she's going to drop another project. That's going to be very interesting because, you know, we love Wait, but this Hollow Brown. Yeah. Yes. I'm here for that. So, Yo, shout out to Shane No Words. I'm me, here for that. Word. So, to me, so to me, I feel that hip-hop needs to act like they know Wait who Shane No is. Because I, I'm getting sick. Shame on us. I'm getting sick of this. Shame on us. I'm going to go back to But shame on us, though, that we, when we're going to review this album, man. we got to see it maybe tomorrow or sometime during the week if we can. Just for a guy that you and I rock with heavy, we've got an appreciation on the show about this man. We respect his, we really respect this cat so much. Like, we was really into this dude, man. It's Papoose. Absolutely. I need to do the knowledge of Papoose. And watch, I need to do the knowledge of Papoose and Saigon. I am a first-team Papoose fan. Me too. Um, Facts. 
when we ever do when we ever do our 2000 MC ranking list, it's going to really blow people's minds how high I have Papoose when in the 2000s he did not legitimately drop an album. But his impact on rapping and what I listened to for that 10 year span is 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 very impactful. Yeah, I mean, I want to listen to his album, and I want to listen to Saigon's album too. I want to sit down with those projects and really, you know, we call him Saigon over here. Too. We call him Saigon over here. Saigon, Saigon, Saigon all day. Listen, Saigon to this day. Oh, Saigon to this day. I don't know what Saigon was thinking about when he ran up a Mob Deep, R.I.P. Prodigy, but that, I don't know what he's thinking what about. That's what I wanted to ask you. I'm gonna say this right now. The fact that he was able to get off that stage without getting a universal beatdown is something that I will never understand. I will never understand how you could be on a stage, how you could be on a stage with Mob Deep and the entire crew and snuff Prodigy and not get that off. Get that off. Now, props to my man, Um, Picasso, because Um, Picasso tried to get him. He tried. Like, he grabbed him. He really tried to get him. But I think the shock of Prodigy getting snuffed like that and him getting out there, jumping on his bodyguard back and his bodyguard running through, it's just amazing how you could do that. How are you going to go talk to to Havoc and then run and punch yes. Prodigy dead in his face? Yo, my man, there's no way have that, that, that Saigon was supposed to get off that stage without getting beat down. To me, I'm never going to hey, understand listen, that. Let's be real. And this is right after the heels of the Smack DVD with um with True Life Saigon and Jojo Capone when he was breaking the seeds on the floor, right? That was right after those like That's Gary right. did that shit before Saigon. That shit is crazy. So they know what it is, man. Oh my god. That era was crazy. Even though I never liked True Life's music though, but I see the end on there. Let's see the end on there. So why did Jay Sean? So why was this? Tracks right off because he hated Dipset so much. Because he hated Dipset so much, and Hope loved that. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. And the time he's beefing with Dipset, Jay likes that. And let's call it what it is. Jay didn't really want to, even though Jay did jump on the Brooklyn song, the Harlem joint, I mean, balling beat, and did get at Jim and them, though. He, he threw a bar at Jim and um, Cam. Yeah, Jay's out the rock. He didn't bring that up, though. He only gave them. He only gave him half a bar. F you niggas, yeah. He always says that. (laughs) (laughs) I never liked True Life. I thought True Life was trash. I'm going to keep it tall. Like, he was terrible. Like, True Life dropped the album. Like, he's been performing Champagne and and Syria and all that. Okay, fine, my guy. And, you know, but when you try, your music was bad, though. So it was like you trying to restore order type shit in New York. But you really wasn't cracking like that. So, like, I ain't like your music like that at all. Saigon was my guy, and Jojo Capone was just a nigga that had street ties. Cause I ain't never like his music either. Dead ass. He's never like that nigga music. A lot of these niggas' music, I did not like if you want to go there. Shit, you know what I mean? Um, I was telling you about the drink champs the other day when Juan was saying Cruz, whatever, and James Cruz, and the other brother that was on the show with Nori. And then you guys let me say, oh, three, how you enjoy that so much because of stories? I don't mind the stories, but I just didn't like when, because they was rocking with LL 
they started going in this LL bag, like LL will wash Karis. Well, I don't understand. Yo, LL, let me tell you something, man. I, we respect the LL Cool J, and she ain't want me to watch it. We've never done an appreciation for you. That's We'll do that one day, but I'm, let me just say this. You're not going to wash Karis one. Karis is not going to wash you either. Let me just say that. But for those guys that sit up there with Nori, and Nori, for you to get, let them niggas get that off, like, that's crazy to me, son. Like, like LL washing Chris? What are we doing, Watson? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Everybody at Violator, y'all should be embarrassed what Cruz said. For Cruz to sit up there, a dude in my age bracket, and say, and hold on, it wasn't Cruz either, the other nigga too. Eric Nix also. His name was Eric Nix, the other nigga, Eric Nix. Okay. Let me get his name right. Ahead, for y'all to get up there, for y'all to get up there and say that LL Cool J can watch KRS One, it it didn't hurt your credibility. It destroyed it. Let me tell you, what really destroyed your credibility. That y'all brought up the song Headsprung. What is KRS gonna do when when <laughs> when when, when Headsprung? Yo, you know what y'all sounded like? Y'all sounded like industry execs who know nothing about hip-hop except commercially released songs that mm-hmm. are released as singles, videos, not for. I mean, y'all sounded... And, like, hold on. and that's what they're grading it on, Watts. That's what they're grading it on, on the strength of that, yo, we were able to get some radio joints off when we made money off these songs, and we were able to see LL eat off these kind of joints, right? And you and I have given LL his flowers, especially 80s. You and I always talk about, okay, guys that flourish in the 80s, Flourish in the '90s and flourish in the early 2000s. And let's be real, LL well, was one of those guys who's done better that. Than all of them. More, listen, L-L more L-L than Kane, more than Rakim, more than Scott Rick, more than all the niggas. I will say this though. I will say this though. Guru was with him in that. The Guru did hang with him in that. Okay. Um, this is a 20-song battle. I'm telling you this right now. You, Cruz, and Nick. Elf playing, you know, I'm going to Cali and I love when he's in his 80s bag and Karis is playing my philosophy. It, it's going to look really my bad. It's not even going to look competitive. My philosophy on Pink's, Pink's cookies in a plastic bag. Are you kidding me? Karis only got 20 songs Listen, better than that. That's what I, that's the point. Like, they don't understand. And that's why Karis I think KRS is still going hard about LL because he just recently um, he went on um, he went on the comedian's podcast and was talking about Michael Epps. KRS was on Michael Epps talking about okay. LL because the way LL and and then you got these violated clowns. Y'all can't talk about KRS. KRS can battle any MC who's alive who has music in the eighties and the nineties, and he can go song for song with them twenty deep. To say, to be dismissive of Karras and say L, and to be on the drink champs and Nori to s- just sit there, yo, the radio album is not going to beat Criminal Minded Album on the battle. It's not. And there's nothing anybody can do about that. And, and then as soon as you go into I- like, they think songs like I'm That Type of Guy and Big Old Butt, which I like a lot, don't get it twisted, watch. And I love Boomer Sister. I it's love Boomer be- System. Let's get it clear. But he loves gonna get you. It's I'm not gonna be that I'm in the room. Crystal, man. Brenda got a big old butt, and you know that Brenda. Oh, I'm leaving yeah. you. And then he nah. <laughs> B plus nah. great. He's dropping that. Man, it's gonna Karis be ugly out. 
KRS want to drop the song in the MC, and I'm gonna go crazy. I want to go crazy. His verse so, off Channel Live, Madism. His verse off Madism. I'm gonna go crazy that that shit gets played. So the reason I think the the, the the lens that they're looking at it is, L. Cool J had commercial radio play startup success. Based on yeah. that, L. Cool J. Based on that, L. Cool J will beat everybody. If you're basing it on the fact that L. Cool J had the his name is Ladies Love Cool J. He made commercial radio friendly songs that were fire and great. But in a 20-song battle, if you think Karras can't just put songs that everybody who listens to hip-hop is going to nod their head, come on, LQJ's playing This is something. why I said, and let, me, and let me be clear, though. I don't even like the LL Karras one battle talk. I don't even like that shit. I don't know how that got started, but I don't even like that, to be honest with you. But I will say this. That's why it made sense if LL was going to battle somebody. It would have to be someone, like, not in his era. Someone that he, an offspring of his, a Ja Rule, a Fabulous, guys who made those kind of songs. Like, those would be the type of individuals that battle LL to me, not Chris. But to me, I, but to me, I want him to battle somebody. Listen, yeah, I'll take KRS-One versus Ice Cube. I'll take KRS-One versus Ice Cube. But you know why I want KRS and LL to battle? Because now it's gotten personal. Because because they're talking about it now. And LL is 100% ducking the smoke. And it's embarrassing that he's ducking the smoke. And, and for those dudes that violated, it's insulting to compare KRS to LL Cool J. That yeah, in itself crazy. was insulting. It destroyed the much. credibility of what they had to say. Could you imagine me and you were doing a podcast and a dude sits up there and he's like, oh, no, we can never get LL Cool J because LL Cool J got, he got Yo, heads. I want to intervene. Dogs, I would have intervened in their conversation and been like, yo, hold on now, hold on, y'all, hold on. And I got to act like LL is going to wash care of his son. Let's, have, let's you know really talk about this, you, like, you know what I mean? I would have said, I would have said, um, have y'all listened to care of his son? What do y'all know about him? Let's talk about it. Let's, talk, let's go out from criminal minded to my philosophy to boogie down production. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. And you're saying in this era. Are you crazy? Because oh mind you, that whole time LL, that whole time KRS is coming out with albums. LL's coming out with albums too. They're literally yep. in the same era. So how? So so I would ask him. I say, when exactly is LL going to start washing him? When? Yeah. See, see, that's when, the problem. Is the wind job? There's one way. If you feel one way that LL will win, okay, fine. But when you start saying destroy and washing, I got a big problem with those words. I got a big problem with the washing because and destroy terrorists on talk. Because you're disrespectful. Uh, yeah, that's wild disrespectful, son. That's wild disrespectful. Like, there's, there's, there's some things that I don't understand in hip-hop. And I understand it's, it's everybody got, has their own opinion. But the shit on niggas like Run DMC or shit on niggas like Karis One, I can't, I can't join that party. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't, Jack. I'm going to ask you this question because I'm, I'm going to Outcast is more critically acclaimed than Run DMC. If you were doing a hip hop impact, would Outcast have a bigger impact on your hip hop than Run DMC? Nah, because it's deeper than just the music now. Because now, you know why? Because with Run DMC, the music is number one, but there's other elements that's also compacting that. I was wearing Adidas with no strings because of Run DMC. My cousin was buying rope chains. Because of it, he run DMC. 
I was wearing leather bomb jackets because of Run DMC. I remember buying Raising Hell album with the purple cover on it. I remember buying that shit. Like, nah, it's Run DMC is my first hip hop niggas that really like like wowed me. You know what I'm saying? Like before Rock Kim and all that was Run DMC. Run DMC was everywhere. To me, like to me, it's, Run it's DMC. difficult for me to ele- it's it's difficult for me to elevate rap groups over Run DMC when you think yeah, about how important they was to the '80s. Um, I felt personally before Rock Kim ushered in a new way to rhyme. Yeah, I thought Run did that MCs because hip hop at yes, that point was. <laughs> and you don't stop and throw your hands Run in the air. And, and when it completely shifted my whole outlook on what hip hop was supposed to sound like. So, um, you can no one you can't you can't talk eighties hip hop and even diss Run DMC at all. Nobody can. Nobody can. Nobody can. Yeah, if crazy. you think all these people love Slick Rick, you have to Run DMC more. Think about this. If you think people love Slick Rick, Run DMC had a bigger impact than Slick Rick. How about that? And let me and let me say this also, man. I don't want nobody killing me when I'm saying this. I see how niggas say I'm killing Slick Rick. I'm not killing Slick Rick. Watch, but. When a man names his album The Great Adventures of Slick Rick, right? And as a big portion of why he's deemed as the greatest storyteller of all time. But can it, I, I just want to be respectful when I say this, Wild. So bear with me for a second. I understand Rick has given us so many classics. That Great Adventures of Slick Rick album is a firebike album. I'm going to go with it first off. It's a classic album. But is Slick Rick really a better storyteller than Big Nas and Ghostface Killer? Like, Ghostface verse off Impossible. Like, do niggas know this blood on my wallet? like, catch up. Like, are you, like, that whole story that Ghostface is painting. You and I did a fucking Joe Budden, um, Woo Music fucking 2, and spoke about three sides of a story. Like, what? Am I bugging to say, okay, I, I of course Slick Rick is, is in first team ballot of storytelling. But when niggas try to say like he's the greatest of all time, I don't know if I'm pressed right now in 2020. Am I trying to rewrite history? Watch. I'm just saying over over niggas that I just spoke about. I think there's so many MCs who are great at telling stories. I think they just don't promote themselves as storytellers. Slick Rick, because of Children's Story, because he came up with an album called The Art of Storytelling. The mythology was right. Slick Rick is the greatest storyteller in hip hop. And I'm telling you, there are so many great stories in hip hop that are told. I mean, me and you talk about it. Every time we talk about albums, we pick out the introspective verses, the storytelling yep. verses. Like, that's, that's the part of hip hop. What do you consider the mission by, by Special Ed? Isn't that a storytelling song? Yeah. The mission? Yep. Yeah. Like, like yep. well, how come we don't know Special and his storytelling song. The Love the mission. The whole story. You know? Jane is a story about a woman. EPMDs. So, you know, My man. Red yeah, Man Superman story. Lover series. Come on. Superman Lover. Story. Come on. Story. He's telling a story yep. about the adventures of Superman Lover. This fictional, yep. blunt-rolling superhero. So, I think Slick Rick... It's lazy hip hop journalism to just say Slick Rick is the greatest storyteller of all. 
the niggas going that back. I don't got Rick over Nas. It's gonna be tough. One love, like I don't know, I think, man. I, I don't know. I think. I think. I think Pussy? so many of you wait, guys. Wait, wait, when I say that though, but Indian girl meant a lot to us. Even the kid song on storytelling, like the way the, the, the kid joint. Let me love that. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Indian girl. Listen, I said, I made this statement. The Great Adventures of Slick Rick was a more impactful album to the hip-hop culture than the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. And the reason why I said that is because, remember what I told you last time? The reason why I said that is because Rolling Stone, when they did their greatest 500 albums, they rated Uh the miseducation of Lauryn Hill as the greatest "Quote unquote hip hop album," and I'm like, that, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I'm not jacking that though. I was like, that album did not impact hip hop like the Great Adventures of Slick Rick. It just didn't. The Great Adventures of Slick Rick was one of the most important albums in hip hop. And that's not jumping and, out and, the window know, either, man. That's just real talk, man. I'm sorry, that is not jumping out the window. That's real talk at all. Like I think Lawrence versus. On the Fuji's, they're more familiar and miseducational. You know that, right? They did. You know, it's crazy. I was listening to Lauren's verses on the Fuji's, and I'm going to say this. People need to stop short-selling Lauren as an MC because they like to run to the miseducation of Lauren Hill because she got her most celebration from it, and she only rapped on three songs. But, that that she sang. That's, not but, but that's not the Lauren I love, though. That's not the Lauren I you love. You see, and this, is the, and this is the thing I need people to understand. If you want to hear rapping, Lauren Hill rapped on the first two Fuji's albums. All she did was yeah. rap. And her yeah. verses on them Fuji albums were five mic verses. And yeah. let me tell you this, man. Yeah. Since, since we're we giving females their flowers. I'm going to say this again, man. Rod Digger was ball for ball with Lauren Hill during that time, man. Hill he just wasn't thinking. Definitely. Yo, I love Digger, man. You know, the way I don't think Rod Digger gets the flowers she deserves because she never had the commercial success of Fox and Little Kim. Let me be here to tell you, Rod Digger might have been better than both of them, as a, just as a pure MC. She was. Listen, you know, I'm gonna say that. Pure, it, but, I love Foxy. My, listen, Foxy Brown is my favorite female female MC, but lyrically she's not better than Rod Digger. And and and, and I feel the same way. I feel Rod Digger is one of the most underappreciated MCs in hip-hop history, but she never had the success that's going on. But, man, could she rap? I mean, really rap, you know. My nigga, she's on that boy on them uh, Flip Mode album was fire. My man, I love I love her. I love every verse she got on the Flip Mode album, every verse. By the way, uh, I, I noticed you Eurostep the fact that Lord Have Mercy was on the MOP Warriors album. Oh I noticed you God. wanted to Eurostep that. Why did you Eurostep that, that he was on that album, Lord Have Mercy? I'm, I'm sorry, man. Lord Have Mercy was a gimmick. That voice was not going to really get popped off like that. Like, why right. Why don't you talk? I like Snacker Post more than Lord Have Mercy. How about that? Um, can I you tell people who Snag is? Because people might not know what you're talking about. <laughs> no Snag is, man. Come on, they know who Snag is. No, if niggas listen you to me, think you, people, they know Snag is. 
I'm about to talk about. You think people listen to me and you know Snagglepusses when they say yes. to us, yo, yes. y'all put us on to yes. Benny. Y'all put us on to R.J. Payne. How many people tell us we put them on to I mean, the they have no idea. All the time. Right, so, so, so the time. tell these people Snagglepusses because they might not know. You think niggas are on Snagglepusses? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people listening to the show don't know who he is. Why, I, I, explain, explain to me why you say that. Explain to me why you say that first. Because they can't name a because they cannot name a commercially released album that he's on. They can't. Okay, that's what the reason why. Should I go listen to? Yeah, of course, that's the reason why. What other reason can you have? If I say go on iTunes and get this, right. what, what can I tell them to go on iTunes or Spotify or streaming? <laughs> I can't. You know what I'm saying? So, so right, right, tell right, them right. who Snagglepuss is, man. Let them know. I wouldn't say this, though. Listen, DJ Duop really is the person that put us on to Snagglepuss. I don't know if you, you feel that way, but I got introduced to him more because of Duop and everything. And <laughs> sidebar, you know Watson had an appreciation on mixtape DJs. If y'all never listened to that, please go listen to that. We just celebrated all the Von G's, SNS, Slay, Clue, and all that. Please go listen to that anyway. But the point I was making with Snagglepuss and Lord Have Mercy was that they had interest, they had unique voices, but it wasn't going to take them anywhere to watch. You get what I'm okay. saying? Like Nine. Like okay, so nine. My, nine had a nice voice, but Nine wasn't really popping like that. So my so my, my question to you is, why do you feel Brooklyn MCs like Rampage didn't make it the way he should oh, have? God. And do you feel Buster focused on Rampage when he should have focused on Rod Digger before Rampage. What do you, what do you think about that? Because well, what about Wild for the Night with Rampage? Did you like I Wild like for the Night? I did like that, that song, song, though. I did like Wild for the Night, though. Uh-huh. I got to keep it a stack. Okay. I like that song a lot. I like that song more than Tracy Lee's song. How about that? Mm-hmm. Okay, I 100% strongly disagree with you, and I think you just jumped out the window <laughs> with that. Like, I think you leap out the window. Uh, everywhere. everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. That song was the anthem. And when Big and Mary was there, yo, I was yo, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The death um, of Big hurt Tracy Lee's career. It because re- that was his man. They was they had the same management, buy right. star management, mm-hmm. markets. That was the connect. Fifty blessed him with I mean uh, uh Biggie blessed him with a five mic collaboration song. Five mic, one of the greatest collaboration songs, keep your hands high in hip hop history. In the history of hip hop you can't name, in my opinion, two songs better than it. That's how much I, I love Keep I can. High with Biggie. Name them. Name the two songs. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep it the same way I'm gonna keep it the same topic you're talking about. Big you're saying Big overshadowed the song, right? Overshadowed Trey Lee, right? No, he didn't overshadow Trey Lee. No, he didn't. He did not overshadow. It's a great song. It's a great collaboration song. Well, I thought Big overshadowed Craig Mack. How about that? That's the point I'm trying to make. Big overshadowed Craig Mack? You don't think so? What, is, what do you mean Big overshadowed Craig Mack? What are you talking about? After Flavor and Year with Craig Mack, man, once Big came and started like, Maneuvering and making his making his sad like dog, flaming air was so big. I'm not gonna get it twisted. It's one of the hottest songs like that and pay, um bring the pain. I had those songs in heavy rotation back to back. I was playing those songs back to back. But Craig Mack wasn't popping after that song, my G. 
Big took over bad boy um, rap. So Flavor in Your Air Remix was fire. Craig Mack is on that. That's a follow up. Big had a better verse though. Then he had another Then he had another then he had a song called Get Down, which was another I fire like song. It and was fire. okay. It was okay. Don't say fire, nigga. Don't say fire. Don't say fire. It was okay. Wait, but, but it, it wasn't was fire. But it was fire. But it was. The song it was Get fire, Down. Fire. It was fire. 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 Get Down was fire. It was fire. It's a 4.5 mic song. It's a 4.5 mic song. You jump out the down window. Get Down by Kick Mouth and the video. You jump out the window. The Jumping video, the window. no, I'm not. Dogs, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. First of all, the beat was fire. No, I'm you not. You cannot compare Get okay. Down to Flavor in Your Air, my nigga. That, You're crazy. Flavor in Your Air was a better song. Get Down was a dope follow-up song. A very dope follow-up song. Most people, put it this way. I'll give you an example. Let me give you an example. I'll give you an example. Joy was the follow-up song that It Takes Two. What was the better right. follow-up song? Joy, pump it up, pump it up. Or get down, in your opinion. What was a better follow-up song? Joy. <laughs> okay. Think about Joy, pump it up, pump it up. Tell me what's going on in the yeah. with you. When, 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 uh, when Bob Bass and DJ Easy Rock, that was their second single. You, you, was, you was really into that. I love that song. My nigga, I love that. Let me say something real quick. I like that Rob Bass album. Let me say that also. I actually like that album. Hey, that's some drinks on there. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna diss Rob Bass and Easy Easy. I'm not gonna go that man. No. No. Easy Rock R. P. Easy Rock. Did he pass away? Yes. Did Easy Rock pass away? Yeah. R. I. P. Easy yes. Rock. Man. R. I. P. Definitely Easy Rock, man. I ain't gonna hold you. Are you still listening to the Locks album? No, I'm not. And this is what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> what? Um, what? In 1996, right? In 1996, one of the greatest years in hip hop. Do you yeah. feel when we talk about 96, do you feel we leave out albums like, let me ask you this, Stakes is High by De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest album that they dropped in 96, oh, UGK Rapping Dirty. Do you feel we right. leave those albums when we talk 96 hip hop? Yes. I think there's a logical reason. We're from New York City, man. Let's be real. We're not listening to UGK 96. Just call it what it is. You can call me ignorant and all that, fine. But in 96, when, yo, I'm not yo, 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 You know what? So let me just say this. Why that's not fair. And why we must take the blame. And I'm going to say why. It's our ignorance. My man, we was fanatic. We really loved the alcoholics. They were from California. And I like and we really, well, I like Outkast more than my nigga. So, so my point is, so don't say it's a regional thing when we clearly were listening to hip hop outside our region. So explain to me why UGK didn't resonate with us. It just didn't resonate with me like that, man. It was them. Okay, okay. Why didn't Eight Ball and MJ E forty E forty did not resonate with me? Project Pat didn't resonate with me. It's just gonna be like that. But why? You gravitate to some uh, Southern MCs, some West Coast MCs, about the MCs that didn't rest with your soul. I love Jeezy. You know how I feel about Jeezy. 
You know how I feel about Nipsey. I'm talking about in the nineties. I'm talking about, about in the nineties. I'm talking huh? about in the nineties. You got you. You got UGK, no, Abel, and MJG. Man, I, was, I, was, nah, I wasn't playing that. Nope, sorry. I was you're that. from New York, right? But you were a big fan mm-hmm. of the Ghetto Boys and Scarface. I was. So how can you I say that Scarface. when you clearly listen? That's what I'm saying. You clearly listen to Scarface and the Ghetto Boys I love in Face. the 90s. I love Face Mom. But so, so why? So what So what was the disconnect? I love Cypress Hill. UGK. I love Cypress Hill. They're from Cali. You know? What was the disconnect with love- UGK and Riding Dirty? This is a classic album. Like, how did you miss out on this album? The same way you missed out, nigga. Same way you missed out. It didn't resonate with me like that. It just didn't. Okay. I didn't like that album at all, to be honest. But I keep telling and- niggas all the time that we bash. Hold on, time I'm going to put a disclaimer. I tell niggas all the time when they try to go in that East Coast, West Coast style bag with us that we 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 criticize more New York rappers more than any other region. And niggas can't say nothing when I say that because the truth. We get on more New York rappers in this show more than any other region. And that's a fact. Like you're not, you're, in 2013, you try to front like Troy I was a poppet. I don't. He's from Brooklyn, like you. Ain't the biggest Troy ass fan. He's from Troy. He's from Troy ass. Well, whatever. But you don't like that album like I do. I love that album. Troy ass, New York City, the album. I think there are a lot of albums that you love that I never listened to. Just like there's albums that <laughs> I love that you never listened to. And yes. I'll give you an example. Heist of the Century, Lot of Dark Man. I love oh that album. That's an example of an album that my I love. You're probably the only person that liked that album. Like. No, no, no. I didn't like that album, Three. I loved that album, meaning you it's love an album that, album that I played. <laughs> meaning that it's an album that I put in my Walkman and played every day for months. That's Wait, what I was doing. Like Marvel, infamous? You was rocking that shit like the Infamous? Like, like Illmatic? Yes, yes, and I will, and I will tell you the five Mike song, Killer Sin and Lot of Dark Man, Heist of the Century, five Mike song. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Heist of the Century, Lot of Dark Man, Killer Sin is a five Mike hip hop song. So that's the point. There are albums that you gravitated to that I never gravitated to. I'll tell you another album that I loved, and I don't I don't know how you felt about it, but I played it. 1995, while you were listening to The Infamous, you know what I was listening to? I was listening to Sitting on Chrome, Master Ace, with Lord Digger and Paula Perry. That album meant everything to me. Paula Perry from Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Lord Digger. I was rocking Jeezy album hard in 05. You wasn't rocking Jeezy hard like me in 05. No, I wasn't. Man, like, it pains you to admit. Can you finally admit that Kendrick had the best verse on Control? Can you finally admit that? Are you ready to do that? No, the best the verse on the best verse no, on Control Jesus. was Jay Electricity. <laughs> all right, all right, I also think that Big Sean gets so under 
cut on that song is if Big Sean wasn't even on hey, that. Y'all act dude, like that's his fault. Y'all act like that's his fault. That's his fault. Song. That's his fault, nigga. That's his fault. Not his fault. That's his fault. It's a narrative. So let me tell you about society. Society is like this. A narrative can be spun and people run with it. Let's 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 talk about some hip hop narratives that people run with. No, I can't pick beats. Let me give you some. Let I'll me give you hip hop narratives that people run Eminem, without thought. Eminem Not kill, kill wait, James wait, 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 wait a minute. Eminem kill. Eminem kill Jay Z or Renegade. Eminem kill Jay Z or Renegade. That that's another okay, another one. Slick Rick is the greatest storyteller of all time. It's another hip hop narrative yes. that that people put and 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 it stays right. Here's another hip hop narrative that stays. Kendrick Lamar had the best verse on control. That is a hip hop narrative. Because, no, like my man, J Electronic PBS Mystery said, I had the best verse. J Electronic tweeted it. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa. wait a minute, wait a minute. So, because J Electronic felt he had the best verse, that makes it valid? Because he feels that way? Isn't he supposed to feel that way? No. As an MC? No, the point of the. Are you kidding the me? Right now? Oh, yeah. Wait no, a minute. No. Your argument was that because Jay Electronica felt that his verse was the best. Well, Jay Electronica, let me tell you something, brother. Just because you felt that way, the masses thought Ken- Tarkham Kendrick's verse stinged more than everyone else's did. It stinged the culture. But, but, but here's the thing. Goddamn studio. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just give you some real talk. Oh, uh, give me some real and talk. Put it in yeah, perspective. Real talk. Give me From a historical perspective, what exactly was Kendrick's control verse? What did that mean to you? So I'll, I'm going to give you some verses. So in your mind, the Kendrick control verse is the oh, concept of verse. Here we go to the comparison verses no, 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 now. No, no, no. Here we go into the show, turn it to comparison verses. Which verse better than Kendrick Lamar? So let me ask you a question. So, right, so no, let me let me do what you're gonna do. So because I say somebody has a better verse than Kendrick Lamar, Lamar's verse, then your, your your opinion is that the, the verse is not that great. You're gonna go in that bag. No, 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 no. Here's, here's the bag go to. The only way you know something is great is through comparing contrast. That's why you no, compare. no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not that's not, that's not true. That's not true. So, so not, not true. only is it true. So not only is it true. That's not true. The fact you, the fact that you could say. Letting it off, setting it off, beginning, rough to the end. The fact that you can rap King's verse from the symphony means that verse resonated with your uh, soul. The uh, fact that uh, you can't even pull button that Kendrick said in control verse. So why did he run to the booth after Kendrick's verse then? So why did every rapper run? We've never seen any, every rap. We've never seen every rapper run to a booth after niggas verse. We've never seen that hip hop. Uh, yeah, I did. I saw, I saw every rapper that history. about. I saw every rapper that Fifty talked about in Piggy Bank run to the booth and make songs for him and never stop. Not, not that. like not, not like control. Not like control. Sorry. Not like control. Dedicated life. Dog. You know how many rappers? You know how many rappers jumped on a control beat? Time out. Do you know how many rappers jumped on that control beat, my nigga? Your man Pat Poos. Your man Joel Ortiz, Joe Budden, Cassie, all these niggas ran to the booth, my G. Are you kidding me right now? Kendrick has something on his this resume that no rapper has, not even Nas, not even Jay has, that every nigga has to run to the booth after his verse. So, 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 That's something so fake. Let, so, let me, let me, so let me tell you this. You hurt your hip-hop you credibility like when you talk about this. You, you hurt oh. your hip-hop credibility when you talk right. about this Kendrick verse. Great. Great. When you talk Great. about this control, because it's not one of those. Verses. My nigga, 
Am I lying? Am I you, fucking lying when I'm saying it's you, on? The you, niggas run to the booth. The niggas run to the booth, true or false? The niggas run to the booth. True. All right, so what are we talking about then? The point, so here's the, the, point we were, the point we were making was how hip-hop narratives can just uh, go somewhere and people them as facts. The hip-hop narratives never work. Just another hip-hop narrative that back-to-back is an all-time great hip-hop this song because it, it was played in clubs and because it was a radio rotation song. Back-to-back is a nothing. It is an absolute nothing hip-hop song that will never be talked I'm about a in the grand scheme. Though, I, uh, I, hate, I cannot believe I'm defending Drake on this. I cannot believe I'm defending Drake on this. Okay, let me Back to back is a dope hip hop song, Mister. I love the bitch in you. I want to hear this. I gotta be real, man. <laughs> to watch niggas sing back to back, as much as I don't like Drake, it pained me to see me go through that, son. It, it, it really, that song really touched me, took, talked to me soul. That, that's did, another. It, come it, on, that it, is it, another hip hop narrative. Meek is my back man. Back to back, my nigga. I'm a Meek man. Meek is my. I'm a Meek fan saying this. I, you know I fuck with Meek way so, more than Aubrey. So, 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 the, so what we're doing now is we're talking about hip-hop narratives that just last but don't really resemble reality. Drake is the biggest, most successful commercial rapper in history in terms of a rapper who everything he does immediately gets radio play and it charts. It gets So he takes Super extra mid this song. We're going back to that. Back to there's nothing dope and fire about that because a bunch of white song? people. Is that your girl Yo, song? Wait a minute. Is that your song or your girl white song? Nah, Drake got some quotables. Nah, man, Drake got some quotables. Why? There's nothing dope about. My man, are you really gonna sit here and argue with me that back to back's dope? This song. Like, are you doing it's that? It's not bad, though. Tell it's not bad, though. What? That back-to-back that they dope this song. It's not, it's not bad, though. It's not bad. Oh, That's all I'm saying. It's not okay. bad. Are you okay? It's not bad. I wave the white flag. I wave the white flag. I will concede and say I lost this argument. If three is going to argue with me, that back-to-back is a solid diss song. It's that a solid diss song. It is solid, it's man. It's not, it's not a solid diss song. Christ. My man, when we did our top diss songs, we didn't put that song on there. Why is that? We did it. I think Drake got honorable mention. Drake got all. I think Drake got honorable mention for me. Jesus Christ! He got well, honorable mention for me. He did get an honorable well, mention. Well, he did. You out? You out here talking about Drake has a dope diss song? Then, then, then I have. I can't. I have no rebuttal for that. You, you my nigga, you acting like. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You acting like. That song is on some like Mace Oracle Mace Oracle song coming at Cam like it's a garbage song like that. Like no, it's not. Like, no, the, the, you can't the, say the, that. The, 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 the thing I was saying was that the hip hop narratives say something and you run with it. So basically, you're saying so. Okay, I'll, I'll, let me give you a hip hop narrative. In 1990 and 1991, the best rapper was MC Hammer. And you know what I'm basing that on? That he sold 10 million records. Nobody was better than him. So I'm going to stand on that square. Nobody can rebuttal that because it's a fact. He was the biggest commercial selling rapper during that time. Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. No rapper could see him. But yet, yet when it comes to Drake, we give him flowers and we make him the best rapper. But nobody was saying Hammer was the best rapper in 90 and 91, 
Even though my guy, my guy, my guy, you're that's what Drake. I thought. You, that's you, what I thought. You give Drake way more love than I do. Let's be clear on that, number one. But I have to acknowledge that Aubrey's song did sting. I cannot ignore that back to back did not sting. Okay, you know what else you have to acknowledge, three? How big was Can't Touch This? Very big. Real big, right? We got right, right. Bigger, bigger than Love's Gonna Get You by KRS One. Is that a fact? Both came out in nineteen ninety. Is that a fact? But I like Love's Gonna Get it's You More. But I like Love's Gonna Get You More. Tell me, tell me. It was I like bigger. Gonna get you more. It was bigger. It was bigger than any song of a Brand Nubian's album, One for All, that came out in nineteen ninety. Like it was bigger than every song though. on that album. But but here's the reality. The reality is, Can't Touch This was the biggest song. It was more successful, it was more popular, got more radio play. He got everything that hip hop gives Drake. You know what we're gonna start doing? PSA hip hop. It's time to give MC Hammer his flowers over every rapper who came out in '90, and '91, and '92. We have to give him flowers over P-Rock Tail Smooth over everybody because. Now listen, I'm gonna say this: Do I have Hammer as an MVP in '90-'91? No, but he was a. He was one of the MVPs. He's not my MVP. He's not my MVP. So that's so what I mean. That's, 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 that's what I mean when we talk about um, hip-hop narratives. So the hip-hop narratives that you fall for, I don't fall for them. You fall for the back-to-back. I don't fall for that. I don't fall you know, My man, you, you just argued with me that Back to Back is a dope hip-hop song, and you're just a fan yes, because it I is. Saw, because I, I watch it sing. Yes, I saw him because I watch it that sing. Me. You're right. Because I watch you're it. Right. Okay. You're right. One hip-hop narrative you I go with. Let me give you another hip-hop narrative you go with. Let me give you another hip-hop narrative that you abide by. Okay. Control being con- the control verse. <laughs> that it's this legendary oh, verse God. in hip-hop history. Everybody ran to the booth. All the New York people wrapped up with the beat. Yes, yes, they ran to the booth. Yep. That means nothing to you, I know. It means a lot to me that uh, one rapper had niggas running to go to a booth to write some verses to comment on his shit. Yeah, that's that's power. That is power. Whether you want to admit that or not, it just is. You know what I mean? This guy's crazy. All right, watch, man. Take this home, my G. P.S. Hip Hop, the home of Anthony Davis. And the reason why it's the home of Anthony Davis is because oh, we now realize, Anthony, now realize Anthony Davis is a glorified version of Paul George. <laughs> what? Wait, come on, son. Paul George, AD on the same? Come on, son. You're buggy. You jump out the window, wide. That's jumping out the window. Come on, explain yourself. Explain that to me. Let that make Tell sense me. What, what Anthony Davis did his entire career before he played with LeBron? My dude, he's putting up big numbers, though. He was. And one year they made it to LeBron I, against, against Golden State. Or against Golden State. State and so. KD, then he guarded KD and KD body bagged him. Body bagged him, put his body back in the body bag. Worse than Tech 9 did your man. Oh, God. But, son, you got to stand, though. He's dolo out there with fucking... Drew Holiday and shit like that. Come on. And and um, Julius Randle. Come on. Before he came on the Knicks. You can't do that to AD, man. AD's still official, man. He's official, dude. You know what I mean? So, that's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy 3 and Watts, man. Your little vibes already, man. What?